The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. So we have a really exciting Meet the Mentor. This is a guy I met in 2013 yep. in my dental office. Yep. Uh, one of the things I teach at LEAP is the most powerful word in the English language, ask. And when I met Dan and he told me what he did, I couldn't help but say, hey, you got to come as, as a mentor to LEAP. He's like, what? And so I explained it. But anyhow, for those of you that don't know, Leap Week will be July 21st to the 27th at the beautiful UCLA campus. Uh, we will have more than 400 amazing students at the program. Last year was a killer year. We had uh, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Paula Abdul, Jonathan Bennett, Devin Druid from 13 Reasons yeah. Why, plus um, Jason Phelps, CEO of Virgin. Um, amazing, amazing yeah, yeah. bebop. Amazing, amazing people. So... This year, we promised to deliver, and I was super excited that Dan came uh, came in today, and I'll tell you a little bit about Dan, and then we'll do the Meet the Mentor. The Meet the Mentor is to kind of give you guys a preview of the kinds of people that you're going to meet at LEAP. Every year, the highlight of the program is our mentor workshop, where we have a hundred different professionals just sitting at tables, and students come in and ask them questions, you know, um, how did you get into your profession? What are your challenges? How did you overcome them? And those kinds of things. So this is kind of a preview. And we're going to do that one-on-one with Dan. And hopefully Dan will be able to come this year if he's not training too much. Because I got to tell you what he's doing now. It's super <laughs> exciting. Um, so during the week, he is an investment inv- advisor in Beverly Hills that works on a team that manages over $12 billion dollars of, an, of institutional money and people with high net worth. On the weekends, he is a weekend warrior playing basketball. This is a new Olympic sport. Um, he went to Princeton and played basketball there and then played in Europe for several years. And now they're going to debut. It's a new thing. It's three-on-three basketball, yeah. right? Yep. And this will be in the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Yep. And he and his teammates hope to make the team. And they would be... I think this is the first year that this sport's been in the Olympics, yeah, right? Yeah, it is the first year. You know, the, it, it's an interesting thing, and it's rather fortunate. I think it's because basketball has such a breadth of fans from around the world that baseball and softball are just being readmitted to the Olympics. I mean, those are major sports. Surfing, you know, pretty worldwide sport. Right, it's just right, having right. its inaugural year as well. So, 3 basketball was birthed maybe in 2010 internationally. And yeah, to get to get the Olympic call up, it was in the summer of 2017. is is pretty cool. It made this whole thing real. All right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about two things. Yeah. So let's first talk about your day job, right? And then we'll transition into this. Yeah. So you went to Princeton. You got a degree in business, right? Yeah. Major in economics there. Uh, and then after finishing school in 2011, I went and, and finished my basketball career. I played some years, especially in Europe, as you mentioned. <laughs> I was fortunate to go to some really, really rough countries, Greece and Italy, right on the coast. It was a tough life. Uh, we played in, in Italy. I was in Thessaloniki, big city of a couple million people. And then in, uh, in Italy, I was in um, uh, Caserta and Avellino, two cities that were about an hour and a half, uh, like from the Amalfi Coast, the Naples and around there. So beautiful area. <clears throat> 
amazing experience to go and travel and play as a professional athlete there. We were the main professional teams for those cities. And then when I came back was when I desperately needed teeth cleaning, came in and, found, and linked up with you. And at the time, remember, ask was the big thing. You, you asked me about my you know, profession and career, but I remember asking you was, you know, I was looking for, you know, mentors myself, you know, and at the time I was transitioning from being a pro athlete to, you know, finding a job, you know, something maybe in economics or, you know, any, any facet of the job in the U.S. And I remember we went out and grabbed food and then we went to do a couple of workouts, which, you know, he, I'm not going to lie, he did kick my <laughs> couple of them. So I want to rematch with that. That hurt my pride. But no, we, uh, that's kind of how our relationship began, you know, six years ago. And um, it was really about that. So worked a multitude of different jobs after basketball, um, everything under the sun to see what I wanted. I was a restaurant manager to bring in some income. I was hustling and doing an internship at a commercial real estate brokerage. I was, I did some uh, financial analyst work and it was the hardest I ever worked was during that one year period where I was looking to find my career and, and settled on a company. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what I do now for four and a half years now, managing investment portfolios. So. All right, and now how did this whole resurgence happen with basketball? Uh, basketball, I know it's like a coming out of retirement. It's, I, and uh, like, who are you playing with? Like, So these are my ex, so yeah, it's really a, a unique situation. This wait, wait, I have a, yeah. are you just three guys or we're, is it like you've got like six we're guys? A team, and... Exactly, we're a team of six now Okay. and four travel to an event. So only four players play, there's no coach. It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, you have to kind of coach yourselves and uh, three on three on the court and one sub. And uh, so that's how the game frame set up. It's a very physical game. And how long is the, the match? Game, the game lasts about, uh, the game is a 10 minute stopped clock, which goes to about 20 minutes probably. Okay. Or first to 21. So it's this very much street ball, fast paced, highlight driven game. That, two point uh, baskets and ones, and points. Twos, ones and twos oh, ones but that's and twos. a very okay. good question that you asked because our founder kind of you're talking about how our team came together was this Princeton basketball alum named John Rogers who, who started a mutual fund out of Chicago and has run that very successfully called Aerial Investments so he kind of brought us together we're all kind of an extension of this Princeton basketball family one of my teammates from college um, a couple guys that maybe coached at Princeton did a little assistant job or played for Princeton coaches at other universities so that's kind of what, the, the, at least in the beginning, what brought us together. Um, and so the, the, the ones and two points for us, our, our mentor, John Rogers, is a you know, quantitative genius. So for him, you know, the ones and twos are a major difference. We really take a lot of threes, much more than you would in a normal game because it's you know, 100% increase. You know, right, 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 right. Threes. So there's a lot of different strategies in the sport as well, too. It's a very different game. Um, but to give you an idea, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, it started in Europe and it's become popular in other parts of the world. So how do you qualify for the Olympics? Is there like a like a, an elimination match or yeah, something? Yeah, there's, you... there's, a, there's a couple of ways and it's rather complicated, but the main part is there's this professional season that starts in about a month. Okay. And that's when I'll never be around again, but I will find a way to make you leave mentor day. That's a fact. Uh, but we, we travel, you know, we leave on a Thursday night. My teammates are in New York, Michigan, and LA. And we'll go meet in Berlin. We arrive there Friday night, you know, with the time change. We knock out. We play Saturday, play Sunday, and then usually head back home on Monday morning. Wow. Whatever country it is. Wow. Yeah. So I'll walk and into the office. Who like, pays for all zombie. this travel? Um, it's different people's. Initially, John Rogers was our sponsor, that, and, and he kind of helped us get started. And now 
Um, only go business class. Yeah, right. No, I'm just, no, no I, and I'm not saying it'd be snobby, but if you have to be there and perform, For, oh. you need to like be able to sleep. If you have to go coach, you're going to be. Well, there's a lot of times where the event organizers pay FIBA, who's the governing body of the sport, based in Europe. They 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 pay, and then now USA Basketball is taking a really prominent role in supporting us now. So oh, we're the number cool. one team in the USA. We're number six in the world, and so. One year out of the Olympics now, they're beginning to support and put some money into the sport and back some of the top teams and players. So hopefully that, you know. And, and when will you actually know, like, that, that you're going to go to the That we're going to represent the U.S.? That probably won't be until early 2020. Okay. So there's, there's, there's other, you know, things that could happen. There's certain rules in place um, that kind of protect the players who have been playing this whole time, whereas NBA guys may not have the opportunity to just leave their season and come and play. Nor am I, at the moment, am I sure that any of them want to be involved. It, it kind of seems like the FIBA and USA Basketball kind of see this as a different sport. And part of the beauty of it is it's kind of opened this up now where anybody can go and become an Olympian. And kind of this message that I've really been enjoying spreading, especially the younger kids, uh, is you can be an Olympian. You don't have to be 6'10". You know, and look, my teammates and I, we all have full-time jobs. You know, we're, and, and we're finding a way to put in the hours in our jobs and in our and in our training to be relevant and be great in the sport. So there's another avenue now for the wealth of basketball talent throughout the world. Which that's is cool. that's so amazing. Yeah, wow, it's totally unique, and it's so interesting for such a popular sport. I mean, basketball is just on the rise. You know, the NFL has had its issues. It's not a very global game to begin with. We all know soccer, football is you know the, the most popular, but. Basketball is really a, on a meteoric rise in other parts of the world. They love yeah. the sport, and, and they're really adopting this new game. I mean, even we were in Brazil just two weeks ago competing, and we were fortunate to win there, and they really loved USA. And, and when we come in, and I was walking, we were walking to go see a little bit of the city, and I saw some kids playing this new sport, three-on-three, three, and playing oh, the awesome. exact rules. And I was like, this is pretty wild to see other countries actually adopting the game, you know? You know what? I, I want to go in a, in a completely different direction and talk about you know, normally when I have mentors come on here, we talk about, you know, their job and how they started and, right. you know, and then, you know, kind of, you know, what they see in the future. I want to talk about something else that's kind yeah. of cool. The fact that when I grew up, it's like you grew up, in my mindset, to be a dentist, yeah. to be a lawyer, yeah. to be a doctor. You guys don't have to do that anymore. Right. I mean, and you're such a great example of that. You can do a business. You know, you can also play basketball. Yeah, you know, most of you will have an average of at least 10 different careers right. along your path. My generation didn't have right. that. You know, we did a thing. And that's the cool thing about your generation yeah. is that you can do this. And it's really funny. Just before Dan came in, there was another man that I was that I was uh, interviewing for Meet the Mentor who actually looks like he could be a very, very interesting fit for you as a job prospect. Right, right. So, you know, the thing that, that I hope that you get out of this is not so much that you're going to go play basketball or you're going to be an, an investment banker or an advisor or whatever, is the fact that you really can do pretty much anything you want to do and don't stay in this mindset that you have to stay in a box. Right. And one of the misnomers that's out there is the one where you know, people feel like practice makes perfect. And I'm going to tell you, that is not a good thing to believe in. Practice makes permanent. Right. 
Because if you practice something wrong all the time, you're not right. going to ever hit perfection. You're going to get really good at doing it wrong. Yeah. So practice makes permanent. And, you know, and I would also say, you know, we grow up thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to follow my passion. I would rather you follow your skills and hopefully your skills will be something you're passionate about. Yeah. Because listen, you know, you, you're a basketball player. I mean, granted, you're not six eleven. No. You know, you're tall enough to yeah. play, but if you were four foot three, I don't care how passionate no. you were, <laughs> you could never play at four foot three. No, no. Never, ever, right. ever. Right. So passion is not the answer, you know. But, you know, yeah, you're not the tallest guy out there, but you're certainly tall enough no, to do right, this. Right, it works, right? Right. right. <laughs> and I think the greatest thing is when your passion actually matches with your talent. When it lines talent. up or when, like you were saying, you, you through your experiences, I mean, this can only happen through experiencing different careers and pushing yourself and failing, most importantly, and realizing what your skills and strengths are. And then I think more so when you can find passion in your skills and strengths and apply that yeah. to some real world. And, and we're going to shift and yeah. not call it failing, practice. Yeah, practice. Because if I do something and it doesn't come out the way I want it to, I don't look at myself as a failure. I thought, okay, that was practice. And then I'll do it again and yeah. I'll practice again. And sometimes I have to practice a lot until I get it right. But honestly, you never have to fail in life. Ever, because you only fail when you quit. If you do something and it doesn't come out the way you want right, it to, right. I just call that practice, right? Yeah. And yeah. you practice and practice and practice until eventually you get it right. I get it, right? Like you're hanging walls. You're hanging walls yeah, yeah. in the gym. We get your legs. Yeah, have you gotten it yet? No way. Not even close. <laughs> I got these tree trucks on. I think they're just too heavy. I don't think it's not my skill set. <laughs> See, I have the advantage. I only weigh uh, one fifty-five. Oh god, you like weigh what? Yeah, yeah. That's just not happening for me. But I've tried. I put my time in. A lot of practice. <laughs> I'll hold you up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, so you've got the investment right. stuff going on. Complete you've got the basketball. Yeah. What's next? I mean, you're going to go through this. Hopefully, yeah. let's say you're going to be at the Olympics. Right. You know, that would be an amazing thing. What do you see happening in your future after that? You know, it's uh, it's. It's, it's, I'm at such a, a, a crossroads at this moment, waiting, for, you know, not waiting, but training for the Olympics and, and seeing how this plays out. But, you know, more so than even at this point in my life, looking next to what the next five years is, I'm really focused on these next 18 months before the Olympics. Because whether I make it or miss, whether my team makes it or misses, there's just an amazing opportunity here now to go and inspire the young generation, inspire other people around the world. It's a whole global audience on social media that follows us to really inspire this Olympic dream and to chase something that's a little out of the ordinary. Right. I, I get up and I usually, you know, I, I wear, you know, a suit or just and I'm in an office working in Excel, you know, for 10 hours a day. And then the juxtaposition of going and traveling and competing professionally and taking my shirt off and screaming at the camera, you know, all these things is like you can create your own world. And so I want to really take these 18 months, no matter what happens now, Make the, make the Olympics, you know, get on a Wheaties box, who knows where that brings. You know, I, I'm going to throw something out at you. Um, I grew up knowing I was going to be a dentist, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that yeah. was always in my card. Right. The two things that I really push at lead, and I totally believe in brainwashing kids. Number one, don't wait for opportunity to make them. And number two, when you get an opportunity, don't take it. Master it. 
Yeah. And there's a big difference. I was very fortunate that ABC cast me on Extreme Makeover. Right. When I watched the first two episodes of the show, I was mortified at how <laughs> bad I was. Camera, right? yeah. When I saw myself on camera, I was not made for TV. I, I It was horrible. Right. But I also was smart enough to realize I was horrible. Yeah. So instead of just being horrible, I hired a media trainer. Right. And I took acting lessons. I took coaching, uh, you know, and, and I learned how to read teleprompters. And I and I did mock interviews where she would grill me and say, sit this way, do it, you know. And, and I would say to you, take that challenge because yeah. you're an articulate guy. You're a good looking guy. You can go into sports media broadcasting and stuff like that. Right. So if you're going to spend these next 18 months preparing I would put that on the thing on the list of things you should prepare for right. is media training right. and become as media savvy as you can. And you will get to a point where like, I don't even get nervous being yeah. on nationally televised TV shows yeah. because there isn't Practice. a question. That's right. Practice makes permanent. permanent. Yeah. There isn't, she has asked me so many questions. There isn't a question you can ask me that yeah, will stump me. Yeah. And here's the best thing, and people don't even know this. If you, if, if, let's say you're on Ellen. Yeah. And Ellen's my dream. And That's my Ellen, just point out my right. dream okay. perfectly. And, and let's say Correct. Ellen asks you a question okay. <laughs> yeah. that you are mortified to answer. Yeah. Here's the beauty you don't have to. Yeah. Here's what happens. They say, okay, Dr. Bill, like, what's your biggest weakness? I don't want to talk about my weakness on TV. Like, I mean, we all have them, right? right? You say, you know what? That's not what's important to me. What's important to me is my strength. And my strength is that I just invented boom, boom, boom. Right. So when you practice enough, you can actually control the direction right. an interview goes. And, and that's, that's all training. I am not the genius. I am just the the patient, right. the, the the subject, the student. Yeah. So well, that goes right along with what you said, getting that opportunity and, and, and then finding a way to master it. You know, I mean, you you have many examples that I've heard over time about about that exact lesson. It's something that stuck with me because you know it's, it's similar to three on three basketball. Right when it came about, we won a couple of tournaments. We made it to this national championship for a sport no one in the whole world's heard of. Right. It's like we can't even answer here. And, and then two months later, they're like, oh, it's going to be an Olympic sport. And we're like, well, that's kind of crazy. We're sitting at the top here. And it just needs, you know, fortunate timing, no doubt. But it's what you do with the next two years now. You know, it's, totally. it's, you know, do you continue to work out halfway or do you now change your whole life and make sacrifices in your social life and sacrifices in other parts to now do, you know, there's really only time to do several things well. My job and, and training for basketball are the only two things I could do well and going to my friend's weddings, which there's a lot of them. We need to chill it out. But yeah. apart from that, our relationships, you know, there's not really much else to do. And so somebody has to sacrifice your social life, you know, time with your friends or family or whatever, whatever you have to uh, to work. But it's about really identifying those opportunities, like you said, and then kicking them right in the face. You know, Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I am rooting for you for yeah. the Olympics. Yeah, I think you. that'd be awesome. We'll go upstairs and we'll talk to an yeah. LG a little bit about yeah. maybe a possible uh, career thing. And I, I, man, I can't yeah. thank you enough. Yeah. It's so great Thanks to reconnect. How's the girlfriend? You. Yeah, yeah, she's doing well. Carly's doing really well. Been together for a handful of years now. We met, uh, we met working in the restaurant together at Laurel Hardware. 
and she's uh, yeah been supportive throughout this whole this whole travel itinerary. We could fit 15 countries in five months, and that's easy for anyone to deal with. Crazy, so, crazy, yeah. crazy. All right, Dr. Bill. Yeah. Over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.